Can corticosteroid use unlock a previously dormant psychiatric problem? Or are steroid-induced psychiatric symptoms a temporary side effect? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, author of You Can Think Like a Psychiatrist, your host. And with me today is Dr. Michael Cerullo. Dr. Cerullo is Director of University Hospital Psychiatric Consult Services and Assistant Professor of Psychiatry at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. Welcome to ReachMD, Dr. Cerullo. Thanks for having me. How common are corticosteroid-induced psychiatric symptoms? Actually, they're very common, up to 20% with higher doses of steroids. 20%? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, what do you see most frequently? Do you see the mania or psychosis, depression? Well, originally, when they first started using corticosteroids in the 50s, all these were lumped together under the generic term psychosis. But if you break apart the actual symptoms, then mood symptoms are the most common, mania and depression. And then after that is a psychotic or a delirium picture. And how soon after starting corticosteroids do patients start to become symptomatic? Usually it's very acute. Right after they begin the course of steroids, sometime between 4 and 11 days is what's in the literature. Is this only with high-dose steroids or can it be with low-dose No, it can be with low-dose too. It is more common the higher the dose, but it's actually still common even in low doses. Who's at risk? Pretty much anyone who takes corticosteroids is at risk. Oh, great. (laughs) So females over men? I don't think there really is a gender effect. No, it's a little bit more common in females, probably because they have more, the conditions that you use steroids to treat are more common, like the inflammatory diseases. Mm -hmm. But if you control for that, it's about the same for gender. No real age effect. No age effect. So the elderly aren't more vulnerable. Not necessarily more vulnerable, no. And then whether or not you've had a prior psychiatric history is not really a risk factor. How about if you've had steroids before? Does that protect you if you've had them and haven't had a problem? No, not necessarily, no. It's really just spinning the roulette wheel. Yeah. Aren't psychiatric problems more common, though, with higher dose than lower dose? Yeah, with dose is really the only predictive factor that the higher the dose, the more common the side effects. Do we have a sense on what higher dose means? Less than 40 milligrams is like a low dose, and then 80 milligrams or more is what's considered a high dose. So 80 milligrams a day? Yeah, a day, and that's where the 20% side effects came from, the high dose. Now, do the psychiatric side effects that you get from steroids produce long-term problems? Well, that's an interesting question, and it's really not known. One of the problems in this area is is there really isn't that much research on the whole topic, and there's a couple of case reports that are suggestive of that, but then it's hard to separate that from, you know, people are just going to develop psychiatric disorders at a certain percentage anyway. So it's an interesting question. There's not really an answer. Yeah. I mean, one of my hardest cases in my practice actually is a fairly young physician who during medical school was on high-dose steroids for asthma, I believe it was, and got floridly manic. Now, is he bipolar or was this strictly a steroid-induced mania? How long do you treat him? Does he have to carry the bipolar diagnosis for the rest of his life? Any words of wisdom on that sort of a thing? Yeah, I would just say assume that it's a side effect of steroids and then the treatment should just be short term. And, you know, if the symptoms return, then you think about this is a primary psychiatric disorder. But I think that anything that induces a mood symptom is probably a risk factor mm-hmm. for later on developing a mood disorder. Yeah, this particular patient was very reluctant to stop the treatment because he didn't want to get manic again and screw up his career. It was a tough decision. That's understandable. 
If you're just joining our discussion, you're listening to ReachMD, XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Michael Cerullo. We are discussing psychiatric complications of corticosteroid use. So, Mike, let's talk about treatment. What do we do when a patient gets, say, manic from steroids? Well, the most important thing to do is to stop the steroids. And that usually is enough in the literature to reverse the symptoms pretty rapidly over a couple of days. Now, what I usually do, though, is I also treat the symptoms because even someone having, you know, mania for four days is not ideal. So when I see this on the consult service, if I can, I stop the steroids and then I'll also, you know, whether it's depression, mania, or psychosis, I'll, you know, start the appropriate medication and just start to treat it to remove the symptoms rapidly and then stop the medications a week or so afterward if I can. And any particular mood stabilizers that are useful in this population? There's really not enough evidence to really pick out any one medicine over another. So I think anything that would that you feel comfortable with treating mania or psychosis, I think it's fair to use in steroid-induced symptoms. So no clear preference for an atypical antipsychotic? No, first. I mean, there's really case reports in the literature. You know, based on that, I don't know that you can really pick out one mood stabilizer do you have a sense that one or a family of mood stabilizers may work more quickly than others? I like using the atypicals because often you get a mixed picture. Is it a little bit mania, a little bit psychosis, a little bit delirious? And those medicines are really going to cover all of that. And I would think that the titration schedule is a lot easier than, say, lithium or valproate. Yeah, and you're also talking about short-term. You know, Hopefully you can get these patients off the medicine in a week or two. I've had pretty good luck. Usually it seems it's not like treating schizophrenia where it takes a long time to get the symptoms under control. It usually works pretty rapidly. You said the first step was to stop the steroids, but often we can't stop the steroids in medically complicated patients. Then what do you do? Yeah, that's when it gets a little more tricky. And, you know, we actually have seen quite a few cases where we have to continue the steroids, sometimes for a few more days, sometimes permanently. And then you still want to treat the symptoms as best you can. So let's say you have someone who's on chronic steroids and they get manic, then you want to cover them with a mood stabilizer, either an atypical or lithium or depakote. And usually we're able to control the symptoms. And of course, they need to stay on the medicine as long as they're on the steroids. But that does make it a lot more complicated. And I think the time course is a little bit longer to get the symptoms under control when they're still on the steroids. You had mentioned earlier that depression can result also from steroid use. How would you go about treating that? Yeah, depression is also one of the more common symptoms. Then I would use just whatever antidepressant you feel comfortable with, whether it's an SSRI or another antidepressant. And again, I don't think there's really great evidence to point that, you know, you have to use one medication. And I assume the same thing applies if you can get them off the steroids too. Yeah, well, yeah, the first thing uh, is getting them off the steroids. And then, you know, since antidepressants take a little bit longer to treat, it's a little, I think getting them off steroids is actually more important than that in the depression cases, because that may clear up the depression in a couple of days as opposed to, you know, an antidepressant, which doesn't work right away, which may take a couple of weeks. And now the third category you mentioned was delirium. How do we treat that? The best thing for delirium is also probably an atypical antipsychotic, just to control the symptoms and the agitation. Of course, stopping the steroids is even more important, I think, in a delirium. 
let's talk about prevention. Certainly, we know the patients that are likely to end up on high-dose steroids, especially given their underlying pathology. Is there any way to prevent these steroid-induced psychiatric problems? Well, there have been a couple of case reports where you know patients have had several bad side effects with steroids, and then they're pre-treated with a mood stabilizer and antipsychotic, which seemed to be successful in the case reports. The only large study was in lithium. They looked at 27 patients with multiple sclerosis, and they pre-treated them with lithium before they started the course of steroids, and it seemed to be effective. So it seems like if you do have a high vulnerable population, that it may be worth starting the appropriate medication, and it would probably be something like lithium or maybe an atypical. So people to consider that would be certainly some with a psychiatric problem as baseline. Yeah, and then the most common I've seen is where you've had someone who you've given a couple of courses of steroids and they've just done really bad. They've had really serious psychiatric side effects. Probably the case that justifies it the most. And I've had a couple of cases like that where I've just recommended, you know, atypical before the steroids to see if that prevents these symptoms. I'd like to point out to our listeners that you recently wrote a review paper on this whole topic that's definitely worth reading. Can you give us what that is, please? Yeah, that was a review paper in Current Psychiatry in 2006, and the title was Corticosteroid-Induced Mania, Preparing for the Unpredictable. And I think they can download it off the internet, right? Yeah, it should be available online. Just currentpsychiatry.com. You know, I don't know the, the website, but yeah, Current Psychiatry should get you there. Any final words on this topic? Well, I think the biggest thing is just to be aware of it. And if you think about it and you're aware of it, I think that you'll do a lot better job of picking it up and treating it. And certainly specialists who use high-dose steroids commonly need to know this well. Yeah, and it's something that people who do use it get pretty familiar with it pretty quick. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. Okay. We've been talking with Dr. Michael Cerullo of the University of Cincinnati School of Medicine about the psychiatric complications of corticosteroid treatments. Remember, mood symptoms typically most common, delirium second. The management is to stop the steroids if at all possible and begin prompt treatment with the mood stabilizer or an antipsychotic or, of course, an antidepressant in the case of depression. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and your comments. If you have any ideas for future shows, please email me at lunt at reachmd.com. Also visit our website, reachmd.com. Our new on-demand and podcast features will allow you easy access to our entire program library. Thank you for listening.